Hello, my name is Bob Lawrence. My family and I worship with the Anchorage Church of Christ in Anchorage, Alaska. The elders of the church have asked if I would address you and give you an update on the coronavirus pandemic. First, a couple of disclaimers. I am a family practice physician, and the information that I provide to you is based on my training and experience as a medical doctor, but it in no way should take the place of information that you get from your own healthcare provider or physician. And secondly, I currently serve as the Chief Medical Officer for the State of Alaska Department of Corrections, but in the interest of transparency, it's important that you know that this is being recorded on personal time, and any of the opinions that I share are my opinions alone and do not necessarily represent those of the State of Alaska or the Department of Corrections. When it comes to the question of what a Christian can do in the midst of a pandemic, it's interesting to know that this is not the first time that question has come up. In 1527, in Wittenberg, Germany, that same question was posed to Martin Luther. Now, you might remember that in 1517, Martin Luther is known for posting his 95 Theses. What you may not know is that 10 years after that, the bubonic plague struck Wittenberg. Now, Wittenberg was a university town, and just like university towns today, when the bubonic plague struck Wittenberg, the university was closed down, Students were sent home, the professors were sent away, they resumed classes in another location. But Martin Luther and his wife stayed in Wittenberg. And not long after that, an elder from a Protestant church in a different community wrote to to Martin Luther and asked, what is it that Christians should do during an epidemic? And this was the answer that Martin Luther gave. In an extended letter that goes over what Christians should do regarding life and death and how to show love to neighbors in the midst of an epidemic, Luther gave this advice. He says, use medicine, take potions which can help you, disinfect your house, yard, and street, shun persons and places wherever your neighbor does not need your presence or has recovered, and act like a man who wants to help put out the burning city. What else is an epidemic but a fire? which instead of consuming wood and straw, devours life and body. And then Luther says this, Therefore, I shall ask God mercifully to protect us. I shall disinfect, help purify the air, administer medicine and take it. I shall avoid places and persons where my presence is not needed in order to not become contaminated and thus perchance infect and pollute others and so cause their death as a result of my negligence. And if God should wish to take me, He will surely find that I have done what he has expected of me, and so I am not responsible for either my own death or the death of others. If my neighbor needs me, however, I shall not avoid place or person, but will go freely, as stated above. See, this is such a God-fearing faith, because it is neither brash nor foolhardy and does not tempt God. This 16th century advice is a reminder that pandemics are nothing new. It's also a reminder that during a pandemic or an infectious disease outbreak, Christians play an important role in serving our community. Now, the coronavirus is called a novel virus because prior to now, no human beings have ever come in contact with or been infected with this particular strain. That's why it spreads very quickly across the globe and certainly within our communities. Now, the coronavirus is primarily spread by tiny droplets. These droplets are heavy, and they tend to fall within about six feet of a person who coughs or sneezes, but we now know that these droplets can also come out when we speak using harsh consonants or even while singing. 
But these are the reasons that public health officials have recommended three primary strategies for preventing the spread of coronavirus. The first is to wash your hands. Using soap and water for at least 20 seconds, uh, wash your hands. And what that does is it washes from your hands any droplets that you may have picked up off of common touch surfaces such as handles or tools or tables or areas around your home. The second strategy is to practice environmental cleaning. And that means on a regular basis, clean those high touch surface areas throughout your home or your workplace. And the third strategy is to practice social distancing. Because the droplets are heavy and tend to fall within about six feet of a person, it's important that we maintain at least a six foot distance away from other individuals with whom we do not reside. Now to these strategies, public health officials have added one more. New information has come out suggesting that the coronavirus can be spread by individuals who do not feel sick or prior to developing the symptoms of, uh, of coronavirus. And for that reason, the officials have asked that when we are in public or outside of our home, that we wear a simple mask. It's a mask that can be made, of, uh, made at home. It's a cloth-type mask uh, that, uh, that you can make. My daughters, in fact, made this one for me. And, uh, and you'll notice that it is designed to fit across the mouth and the nose. And that way, when uh, speaking or coughing or sneezing in any public setting, the droplets would not come out and be picked up uh, by ind other individuals. And so the experts are recommending that we wear a cloth-type mask. It's important to remember that the mask that we're being asked to wear is not one of the medical-type masks, such as a N95 mask or a surgical mask. Those masks should be preserved for your healthcare provider and for mine to be used when taking care of individuals who are actually ill. But the cloth-type type of mask actually helps each of us from spreading the illness when any of us are sick prior to getting symptoms. The idea is this, my mask protects you and your mask protects me. Now protection is important, especially for older individuals in our community. We know that coronavirus affects uh, people differently. In fact, about 80% of people who get coronavirus will only have mild flu-like symptoms. About 14% will have more severe symptoms, usually requiring oxygen, and about 5% of people will have severe symptoms, some of whom will require ICU settings. But well over 97% of people will get well. The important point is that if you experience symptoms, uh, whether they're mild cold-like symptoms or flu-like symptoms, that you speak with your healthcare provider about being tested. For up to 72 hours after your symptoms have totally resolved without taking medication, it's important to remain separate from other people because the thought is that the virus can be shed even after uh, symptoms have gone away. The news in Alaska is good. Though cases continue to rise, the cases in Alaska seems to be rising at a slower rate than we see in the rest of the country. Now it's too early to know if the quick action that was taken by Alaskans to work from home, to reduce travel, to come up with alternate ways of schooling will have a long-lasting effect. What we do know is that for the next several weeks, maybe even months, congregations will have to come up with a different way to meet together. And so it's important for us to find ways of putting into practice what we read in Hebrews when the writer of Hebrews says, consider how to stir up one another to love and good works not neglecting to meet together, as is the habit of some, but encouraging one another, 
and all the more as you see the day drawing near. It's a hard thing to give up something so important as worshiping together. And I know for many of you, it's hard to imagine several more weeks of not being able to worship together or to be together face to face. But this brings me back to Luther's advice. Notice that after 500 years of scientific advancement, the public health message is still the same. Practice measures such as disinfect your house, purify the air, or use a mask, and avoid places and persons where your presence is not needed in order not to infect and pollute others and so cause their death. But notice how Luther points out something that is still important for those of you who are followers of Christ. In the midst of a pandemic, he says, Act like people who are rescuing a burning city. For what else is an epidemic but a fire, which instead of consuming wood and straw, devours life and body? So next time you look at the global numbers or you see the case counts in Alaska, remember that every one of those cases is a person for whom Christ died. That new case is your neighbor. And if my neighbor needs me, I will do what's necessary to take care of him or take care of her. So here's what you can do as a follower of our Lord in this time. First, pray for our leaders who every day are having to make very hard decisions on behalf of all of us. Second, be a good example of practicing the strategies uh, to slow the spread of this disease. Wash your hands, practice environmental cleaning, exercise social distancing, and now when you're in public, wear a mask. If you're in a public service profession, such as healthcare or public safety or one of our educators, uh, be a good example. In fact, be more vigilant about being a good example, knowing that at this point in time, you truly are a light in the world. Finally, stir one another up towards love and doing what is good. You know, for many people in our community, the concept of social distancing is only a few inches away from social isolation. And so even though the recommendation is that we maintain a physical distance apart, it's still important to check on your neighbors, to pick up groceries for an elderly person in our community, or stop by and pick up a refill for someone who's in a vulnerable situation. You can do this safely as long as you are practicing the public health measures of washing your hands, environmentally cleaning, practicing that social distancing in other situations, and wearing a mask when you're ministering to others. Well, may the Lord bless you with what you need in order to serve Him during this period of time, and may you be well. Thank you.